I'm Brent Musburger. This is your home for the Brian Hanks Show and the VSIN Sports Network. Bet on the Bull, WRNF's Kinston. And welcome to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. Today is Hump Day, Wednesday, October the 18th in the year of the Lord 2023. This is Hour 2 of Episode 950 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by our good friends over at Lenore Community College. Uh, if you missed our first hour, talk about a fast-moving hour. You missed a fast, fun uh, first hour with our good friend, Kinston's Renaissance man himself, Mike Martin, uh, Michael Martin joining us. Uh, he joined us. We talked to, uh, I don't even, I, I don't even know how I'm going to do the recap for this when I post it up on SoundCloud because we talked about a little bit of everything in, uh, in the first hour of today's show. Uh, it's, it's my first show back since, uh, last Thursday. So six days off and, uh, glad to be back, but coming up here in our second hour, we've got a lot more fun for you too. We're going to, in fact, here in just uh, probably less than a minute or so, we're going to be talking to Shelly Barnes from Lenore Community College. She is a head volleyball coach and athletics director over at LCC. Uh, they've got a big match taking place tonight. As you know, October is, uh, is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and they just do a special, special thing every year out at uh, out at uh, Lenore Community College to uh, uh, to. To honor the memory of those that we've lost, to uh, just to recognize uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and we'll be talking to her a whole lot about that here in a little bit. And then uh, basically from the 20-minute point on, it's going to be me, John, and Jonathan. We're going to uh, – you heard uh, Mike Martin and I talking a little bit about uh, my trip to Vegas this past weekend. Jonathan and I were the ones that went on that trip, and uh, we're going to be sharing a lot of stuff and uh, talking a lot about that. And then – the birthday game after that. So it'll be a fast moving second hour for sure. Hey, let me thank our good friends over to Rendell Parrot Academy. They are the largest independent non-sectarian college prep school in the region, located on a beautiful 80-acre campus right here in Kinston. Parrot Academy draws students from all over eastern North Carolina, including Kinston, Snow Hill, Pollocksville, Maysville, Trenton, Greenville, Newburn, Wilson, Goldsboro, Jacksonville. In fact, if you're listening to this show right now, on terrestrial radio, guess what? You can send your child to Arundel Parrot Academy, the best private school in eastern North Carolina. Parrot Academy students receive acceptances from colleges and universities across the country and around the world. Give them a call at 252-522-4222 or visit their beautiful campus at 1901 Dobbs Farm Road right here in Kenton. Go see David Moody. Tell him that Brian and the Brian Hanks show sent you over there. And uh, it gets me cool points, so uh, be sure to... Uh, you're listening right now uh, matt beeman tell him that you heard me talking about parrot academy on the show this morning hey also want to thank down east protection systems and just all our sponsors man but down east protection systems of kenston they've been servicing eastern north carolina for more than 30 years they specialize in residential and commercial installation and service of security systems fire alarm systems camera systems and access control for more information or for a consultation please visit depsnet.com that's d-e-p-s-net.com and uh, you will be as happy with your uh, security system as I am with mine. They have literally protected my house. When I say that, I mean that literally. We had somebody break into our house a couple of months ago, and our alarm system went off, scared the perps out. And uh, listen, I will forever, 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 even if Downey's Protection Systems wasn't a sponsor of the show, I would be just, uh, I don't know, just so thankful to Tom Vermillion 
and all the folks over at Devs for what they've done. And then finally, a uh, thank you to uh, Woodman Life. I've had my life insurance with Woodman Life for more than 10 years, actually about 15 years. I absolutely positively could not be happier with it. I know if something bad happens to me, those I care for are going to be very well taken care of. Listen, thank you so much to Danny Rice, to Jared Edward, Edwards, and Woodman Life for sponsoring the Brian Hank Show. If you need a good life insurance quote or even financial advice, call Jared at 252-361-2414 or visit him at 1136 Highway 258 North right here in Kenton beside Highland Furniture. That is across from Cell Automall. Again, thank you so much to Woodman Life for being uh, one of our day one sponsors here of the Brian Hank Show, too. And joining us on our Spence Automotive guest line right now is uh, the head volleyball coach, the athletics director over at Lenore Community College. A very, very special night is going to be taking place tonight over at uh, LCC. I know Linda and I are going to be out there. We can't wait to see everybody else. It's always one of the most well-attended games of the year, too, as uh, the Lancers volleyball team will be uh, hosting, I believe it's it's Lewisburg, isn't it, Coach? Yes, sir. It sure is. Uh, for Breast Cancer Awareness Pink Night, and I know this is a, a very special night, not just for folks like or for people like Linda who have, has uh, fought and defeated breast cancer. It's just a, it's a special night for everybody that's in attendance, isn't it, Coach? Yeah, it, it really it really is, and the school has embraced it since I've been here. You know, the the team and the student government and clubs on campus have, you know raised money by selling certificates in honor or in memory or you know just wanting to support the cause um and there's certificates hung all over that gym i think i've counted over 350 uh which is tremendous and so it i would say it's probably our best year so far you know trying to support uh this event and you know it's one of my favorite events it's, it's very personal for me my mom battled breast cancer but you know, the the longer we do this, the more uh, you see it. Most people are affected in some way by uh, people they know and love that have some some form of cancer. And so it's just a real touching event. Um, I'm very proud and honored to, to be a part of it. Yeah, and, and, and it's very evident in the way, too. Now, don't you guys, in the way that you guys uh, prepare for the game, like I said, I can't wait to see the gym tonight with uh, all those, uh, with all the signs and everything that you guys are going to have out there. Now, don't you guys play in special uniforms also, Coach? Uh, they have some in the past. Okay. Uh, okay. Different teams have. Uh, our team tonight will be warming up in – a different shirt than normal supporting the uh, Rady Lady Foundation, but we will uh, be wearing regular jerseys tonight. Okay. Well, like I said, I knew it was something special like that because I enjoy, like I said, seeing that part of it too. And and as I said earlier, and again, you know what? I'm not even sure. I said uh, athletics director, head volleyball coach. It's Shelly Barnes joining us. I guess I could introduce you to everybody. What do you think, coach? Well, I think you did. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think so. It's all good. Okay. Well, very good. Well, it just hit me as uh, you got to remember, I don't have a producer. You've been in here many times yourself. I, I don't have a producer. So uh, I, I got to remember all this stuff myself. But uh, what does it mean to you when you, you look out there? And I know you guys will be honoring people in the in the pregame, too, or honoring survivors and honoring the memory of those who, you know, maybe that, that has to come to uh, breast cancer. But you made it personal, and I, I would love for you to deep dive in it a little bit. Uh, just how special it is to you personally, Coach Barnes. 
well, it, it is very special and it, it's it's very tender. Uh, it's still kind of, uh, sadly, it's very raw to me, you know, with my mom that, that fought it. Um, but sadly, I don't think I really uh, realized how it affects families, you know, until it hit my own family. And, and so since then, um, I, I totally have a different perspective on uh, cancer period. Uh, I have a tremendous respect for those that are uh, fighting or that have beat it or, or, you know, support the causes. Um, and so, you know, for me, it's, it's been really life changing. Um, and, you know, I hate that it took uh, my mom getting cancer to really uh, open my eyes a little bit better, but it, it really did. And so, um, you know, I'm very thankful to support the Ready Lady uh, Foundation. You know, they reach out to uh, not just breast cancer people, but all people that um, have needs um, with cancer financially. They send out support packages. Uh, you know, they give out special dolls, different things. And so it's just a, a great foundation. Of, you know, they do very good work. So we're very excited about, you know, just being able to give back. Uh, you know, when my mom was fighting, a lot of people uh, rallied around us. And, and so I, I really just love the uh, community uh, of people fighting against cancer. Absolutely. That voice you're listening to is Shelly Barnes. She's a head volleyball coach, athletics director at Lenore Community College. Big match tonight against Lewisburg. Uh, and, again, breast cancer awareness pink night out at the Sportatorium. And, uh, Coach, let's talk a little volleyball here for a couple minutes. Uh, a, uh, a renaissance season for you guys, 10 and 9 overall at this point. What is it? And, and with a squad, we've got a chance to see you guys earlier this year against Pitt. Just a, a tough, tough, tough uh, match that you guys played your guts out. And, but the numbers were really low. I remember that night you had seven young ladies out there playing. And for folks who don't know, I mean, there are six players at a time out there. Uh, just – I tell you what, these iron ladies that you guys have, I mean, they've done a really great job this season, haven't they, Coach? Uh, they have. I mean, you know, the, the girls that are still there, uh, I have, you know, the utmost respect for them. I mean, day in and day out, uh, they're coming in here, you know, spilling their guts all over the floor. Uh, you know, our practices are uh, very uh, progressional and challenging and uh you know, they have rose to uh, our expectations, which is tremendous. Uh, you know, we've lost some players for various reasons, but uh, all I can say is, you know, I'm very proud of the ones that are still here. Uh, the future is looking bright with recruits. And so, you know, right now we're, we're challenging our girls to finish the season strong. Uh, you know, we play tonight. We have a doubleheader tomorrow at Cleveland Community College. We play this Saturday. And then, you know, next week starts the, the region tournament. So uh, you, you have to take your hats off to the girls. Uh, they're working hard. They're putting in a lot of effort and time. And, and so we're very hopeful for tonight and uh, very hopeful for next year, too. Well, very good. Well, listen, Coach, we're here for a good time, not a long time. I wanted to talk about 
you know, tonight's match and uh, look at what you guys have done this season. And again, a 10 and 9 mark to this point is just it, what a great turnaround that you and uh, that other coach Barnes have done this year. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's definitely, um, you know, I, I would consider him the head coach. I mean, he's the he's the one that's uh, planning our practices. He's the court leader. He's the, um, you know, he, he is, in my eyes, the head coach. Um, and so, I, yes, he's tremendous. And, yes, this has been a, a great turnaround. Like I say, we're very excited about uh, the future for LCC volleyball. And I, I think you're going to see some good things happening. Uh, if I know you too, I know that that is exactly what's going to happen there. Listen, please tell, uh, and I wasn't trying to be uh, derogatory when I call him the other coach Barnes. I just like to pick because I mean, it's too, you know, and for folks who don't know, it's, it's your, uh, beloved husband. Uh, you guys, uh, head yeah, up I was, that's <laughs> there you go. Well, listen, please tell him I said, hello. We will see you guys out there tonight, cheering you guys on wildly as uh, you take on Lewisburg and, and thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. I know it means a lot to Linda and it means a lot to the, to the to the women and, and to the heck i'm a guy and i'm going to enjoy being out there for uh, what you guys do raising money and raising awareness for breast cancer thank you so much coach Barnes. thank you for joining me here on the show this morning thank you for having me very Thanks. thank you so much we'll see you tonight coach okay there Bye-bye. you go that's coach shelly barnes lenore community college uh listen uh i'm gonna john and jonathan they are standing by here we're going to uh, uh we very rarely just do banter. We're going to talk to them for a little bit, and then we're going to play the birthday game. So, hey, for the next 40, what, 44 minutes, 43 minutes, me, John and Jonathan, here on the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College. Viva Las Vegas. <laughs> Brian Hanks and Jonathan Massey are back from Las Vegas. I don't see any warrants. I don't see any unissued uh, summons. There is new uh, skin ink, though. Oh, God. Where I saw the, uh, let's see, what did you get, Massey? You got the U2 Space Boy. <laughs> Astro, I'm going to take baby. my, I want you to describe, have you prepared him? <laughs> uh, I'm going to mute my mic here because it'll make a lot of noise when I take my headphones off. But I want to show you mine, okay? Oh, God. I thought you were taking your whole shirt off. Oh, my gosh. It looks like you two <laughs> with uh, a hint of Alice Cooper at the bottom. I don't know what that is. Jonathan, explain. So, after you get a tattoo now, they have something called Sandy Derm. It's like a layer of skin. You can kind of see it on mine here. Uh-huh. It's like an extra layer of skin. It protects the tattoo yes. for three to five days after you get it. In other words, by the time you get home in the tattoos are when you can't go sue them. <laughs> right. So. Uh, hey, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> but it, it protects the tattoo and it keeps ink from running out of the tattoo at too much of a rate. Uh-huh. But you, you are to expect some ink, plasma, and blood to pool underneath it. So that's what the... Can you hear me all right? So that's what the deal is right there. When you see, you want to touch it? It's no, actually, I don't. No. It's kind of like a... a I, nah, nah, nah. I remember, I don't want to have to edit this. <laughs> Essentially, when it pulls underneath... Now, Brian's... Pull, obviously, mine didn't do a lot of pooling. Or, or any. Yeah, mine didn't leak a lot. Brian's, uh, Brian's got some... I'm really glad that, this is radio and not video, right? Brian, oh, there'll be a picture on Facebook at some point, I'm yeah, sure. Brian has sensitive old man skin. Wow. 
So well, he's not wrong. <laughs> yeah. So describe what it is. I mean, what it, the way it, it looks. So the same, it, it is basically turned into like a, it's black ink, plasma, and blood, but it just looks like black ink, and it's formed what appears to be a blister, but it's not actually Where the U, Where the U kind of meets the two, it looks like it has a five o'clock shadow. <laughs> <laughs> you have to but, shave that thing? But it looks like Billy Mays' beard. <laughs> okay. But here's the thing, it doesn't hurt one bit, but it's kind of soft. Here, you nah, touch it if you want nah, to. No, I don't want I, to. Imagine, no. imagine getting a, now it's not Brian's actual skin that's blistered up, it's the sandy derm. Uh-huh. But, uh... It, it's basically blistered up, and that's probably what it feels like. Yeah, I'm sorry I missed that trip. So, and I was I, I was flirting with the idea of saying, "Oh my God, that looks infected." That. And he could have totally 100% They can tell him that at the ER in a few days. That's hey, their job. Wait, what? You let the professionals handle this, Brian. I will. I definitely will. But, man, it was a fun trip. I mean, we talked about it so much. And I know Chris Hatcher, who's listening right now, is probably like, oh, my God, please stop talking about you, too. This will be our last. Well, we'll probably Well, he can thank up, me though. because I said, let's have a whole segment about you, too, and get it out of our system. Yeah. I.e., your two systems. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah. Dude. I got to tell you, man, anything you read, anything you see about the sphere, I'm telling you right now, John Dawson. Yes. And I, in all sincerity, I, there's no way to describe it. I mean, I'm 54 years old. I have been all over, well, not all over the world, but I've, I've done just about everything that a person can do. <laughs> I've seen, I know, I've seen things that would blow your mind. I was in the Army. I have, uh, you know, covered every sporting event you can cover. I've been to, I've seen you two 20, now 27 times. By the way, I did the math. That was the 27th time I've seen it. I have, uh, been blessed and i'm not humble bragging i'm just saying i've been blessed to do a lot of things in my life mm -hmm. i've never ever ever experienced anything like what we experienced i don't even know how to describe it you're sitting there and it's kind of like a a million miles ahead of epcot because when you go into epcot it's a sphere and like when they show films and stuff it's in 360 it's not just in front of you and it's from ceiling to floor to ceiling but imagine the feeling of one minute. Jump in any time, Jonathan. Goes, good God. Well, really, I think, but but I let, think, me, let me just say this. Let me just say this. One minute you're sitting. I know. I just told you to jump in, and then I'm telling yeah. you to stop. So I'm bad that way. But one minute you're in the desert. Yes. And you feel a desert breeze. The next second you're out in the ocean. And you feel the salty Mist. taste, almost the salty mist and the salty air. Would you not agree? Then you're in space and, you know, everything's moving and, I, dude, I, I can't. Okay, jump in. So the, the, the best way I have found to describe it is imagine what $2 billion in technology, 167,000 speakers can do. And your expectations are still too low. <laughs> but it sounds like that someone took all those things, threw in some peyote and mushrooms, and came up with that. Basically. Yeah. You're not far off. I mean, and just just the optical illusions that this place can create was beyond what anybody can rationally fathom. And, and from the videos you guys posted, it looked like it was seamless. You couldn't see a screen anywhere. No. It was like a... You couldn't? Yeah. Dude, there was one thing towards the end where you're in downtown. They, the, the, it's like the curtains come up, and 
you're looking at outside the sphere at that moment, like with all the, you know, the MGM Grand and all that. You can you know, see, the, yeah, you can see the Ferris wheel, the Venetian, yeah, all of the stuff. And then, I, help me describe it. You're talking about the, peyote. The then cranes start, come up. Yeah, cranes come up, and they're deconstructing mm-hmm. everything that's out there. Right. While they're singing, they're deconstructing everything out there. And uh, well, it just makes you wonder because, like, when Pink Floyd started doing live shows in '67, they had some like oil lights behind them and these little flash pots. That was state of the art. And in the '70s, the Who start touring with lasers, and now you're inside of like basically a little planet. Well, and I would even add totally the '90s. Immersive. I would add the '90s, and there was Zoo TV with what U2 did with Zoo TV when they had uh, I don't even remember 200 screens. Oh, we thought that was crazy. 200 screens flashing up all these words and all these images and everything, and that was stated as oh my god, how U2 is taking it to the next level. Then we go to the the what was the crane? Not the crane. The, the uh, claw. The claw. That was a 360 tour. Yeah, the 360 tour with the claw. And I'm not saying U2 is the only one. I mean, you gave two good well, examples. Pink Floyd, there. they were known for putting on spectacles and having stuff flying around. Pink and Floyd would be awesome for this. I'd yeah. love, you know, I mean, obviously you, you wouldn't have the real Pink Floyd. Or, well, David Gilmore is basically the same thing. <clears throat> yeah. I'd love to see Pink Floyd do it. That would be awesome. But I'm telling you, the music was amazing. Uh, here's what got me. Here's what stood out to me. And I don't know if it did to you, John, Jonathan. I don't know if we talked about this. But you know you've been to a 1,000 shows. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you're at a show. And I'm telling you, you've been to the little intimate shows. You've been to the big shows with 20,000 people, 30,000 people there. You know, most of the time when the, you know, like, uh, the front man will get up there, hello, Raleigh. Sounds bad. Yeah. And then, you know, and then you start, you can understand part. Every word he said was crystal clear. Mm-hmm. It sounded like us sitting here talking to him, did it not? That was the thing that stood out to me was. Yeah, did we mention 167,000 speakers? <laughs> you see, the, the, the audio was more, I was more interested in that than the visual because I'm always worried about visuals taking away from the music. I don't think this is a case of that, but the sound is what I was more interested in. It was, in a weird way, the visuals amplified the music mm-hmm. because you were seeing, yeah. in fact, Bono at one point, I don't know if you remember when he said this, he likes when things look the way they sound. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that, but I... He said that at one point in the show, and that's when I started to realize everything, every visual that went on behind the music mm-hmm. was a reflection of the music. And it was... It, and at one point, the thing that got me the most, and I don't, it was, I think it was probably because it was the biggest optical illusion, was when the, the binary code went straight up. And you know, we're, we're in a limited space. Right. But it looked like it went on forever. Yeah. And it then it came infinite. crashing down on us. Well, but slowly. That, or was it the, op- was it the yeah. binary code? Or no, or was it something else when it looked like we were in a box and then the box started closing in? And dude, mm-hmm. it, I mean, and let me just say, I didn't even have a beverage that night because I wanted you you and I had talked about this John I wanted to be completely remember as much as possible (laughs) exactly and I think you only had like a couple it's not like yeah exactly and an orange crush and an orange crush I I had a bottle of water okay because I wanted to experience it the way it should be experienced Mm -hmm. you know but I'm telling you dude when I think it was a binary code when there was a box and then dude it starts closing in and 
I'm sitting there going, uh, it felt like it was closing in on us. Mm -hmm. Am I exaggerating? Then there's another time when we were like out on the water and the water started moving a little bit and and I, we're standing and I'm up against I'm up against the thing and I swear John Dawson mm -hmm. I felt like I was going to fall like into the water it was just the way they did it it was just it yeah. was amazing I do remember it standing I would put my my calves against the seat that I was in when it you know it was up so I was as far away from the step in front of me as I could be mm -hmm. and by I don't know halfway through a song I'd be all the way up feeling like I was about to fall over the seat but it was because I was staring up I'm listening to the music experience on this I'm staring up at the ceiling and all the visuals that are going on like an idiot just mouth agape <laughs> oh I know if they, if they had cameras on us on, on the people that were there yeah. it's dude I mean, I'm singing along like John Jonathan said, but I mean, you're just—I don't know how to say. Your brain can't—I just couldn't process everything that was going on. Mm -hmm. It couldn't. I mean, it was just like you'd see something over here, and you'd kind of focus in on that a little bit, and then you look over there, and oh my God, there's something completely different, and you're just trying to process the the, the whole thing. It's but to a much larger scale, but it's almost like the first time I went to a Dallas Cowboys football game mm -hmm. at the new stadium at AT&T Stadium, and they've got that big video screen that goes, I think, from uh, 20 to 20. So, I mean, it's what, a, help me do a 60-yard video screen. It's probably bigger than that, actually. And we're sitting 12 rows from the field, John, mm -hmm. and I'm not even watching the game. I'm 12 rows from the field, and what am I doing? <laughs> my head is up, like you said, exactly, Jonathan. My mouth is agape just looking up at the that big old video screen watching the football game up there instead of watching it when it's right there in front of me. And I caught myself doing that way too many times, dude. That, I mean, from where we were, we had awesome seats, would you not agree? And we had probably the best seats in the house, to tell you the truth. Mm -hmm. We were in Section 205. almost uh, We were almost at center stage. 10 feet to the left, maybe. We were, we were, we were edge side of Bono. Yeah. So I did catch myself and I was trying to tell myself, I had, I had John Dawson's voice in my ear saying, appreciate the band, watch the band. Don't just watch the, yeah. and, and I, and that was amazing. The stage they were on was like 3d. So and it was like they were playing on a record player. That's exactly that. And that's what they did. Yeah. The middle of it was, and help me with the word that when you would put like a 45 or heck, even a, uh, 33 and a third down. What's the thing in the middle? Where you? There's a name for it. I mean, just the plate, the platter is where the record sits. Yes, but there's a thing that pops up in the middle. I, I don't know. Oh, I thought you would be the person that I would think that would know what that's called. Well, that's where Bono performed most of the time. Well, not most of the time. At least some the of the beginning. Time. Yeah, at least the beginning. Dude, again, here we've gone for, we've almost burned all our time here talking about just this. Dude, I, there's no. Linda and I are going on our honeymoon to Vegas, and they are, and I looked it up, they are talking about, it's not final yet, but they're talking about uh, extending the residency, because mm -hmm. U2's last one right now is like mid-December, they're talking about extending it to December, or to January, three or four, or I don't know, a number of shows, I don't even know how many more shows, so we're thinking about doing that, and because I, I, I just, we almost went the next night, and we could have gone the next night, but we both, 
the hell? I mean, and I was one that was advocating it first, but I was like, you know what? I just don't want to take away from what we witnessed, you know, the first night. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, dude, it was just, it was incredible. Anybody that's thinking about going to Vegas, whether you're a U2 fan or not, but how could you not be a U2 fan? But uh, whether you're a U2 fan or not, there's a lot of people who, by the way, hate U2, and I don't understand why. As I Anytime know, a band becomes successful, they're going to. Hey, it is what it is. Some people hate Pearl Jam. Uh, right here. I know. Yeah, I know that I was know. fun. I, I, you, you were scared a little bit when I told you Eddie Vedder was going to be doing a one with them, weren't you? I would have probably. I don't know what you I would have sat there and. Man, I, you're right. You're right. If you can go see the sphere, you need to go see the sphere. It is amazing. Uh, and I noticed a, a bag over there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Check this out. We were VIPs. Mm-hmm. At, yeah, we were getting. <laughs> look at Jonathan right now. He doesn't know that story, does he? Of us leaving the airport last night. Have you told Oh, him? no. Oh, you're going to get. Look, we were you two. Uh, look, what does it say right there? Tell him what it says right there. See it. I says U2 UV is all I can read. Oh, VIP, baby. Oh, my. Yeah, yeah. We got the VIP. We wore them proudly the whole time. So you got to hang out with Bono if you're a VIP, right? I did. Hey. So, part of what uh, we got as part of our package for being VIPs was yes. this U2 Songs of Surrender. It's supposed to be red vinyl. I haven't opened mine yet. You want to hand it to the, or you want, this is this is from Jonathan. Jonathan Thanks. gave you his. Thank you. How about that? Open it. <laughs> I just want to see if it's red vinyl. We can do it off air. Yeah, yes. we can do it off air. And then I got you this. This was my gift to you was uh, YouTube's Europa, and Thank it's a double you. album. It, yeah, because you tell it's really heavy. Thank it's you. a double album, so that's from me. Thank okay. you both very much. I appreciate it. You are it. very I, welcome, dude. I got the goods without having to go. Now, <laughs> now sell them on eBay. No, no. <laughs> that would be funny, though. <laughs> not going to do that. He gets 200 for him. <laughs> Wait a minute now. We're not. <laughs> now we're talking. Now we're talking. Well, let me tell you this. Hey, we're running out of time. I can't. I knew time was going to be our enemy here this morning. Yep. Uh, but uh, here, okay, so we get those for you. There, See that blue bag right there? Yes. You know, it's got my VIP. And actually, it's got my red album in there. Cause Sorry, I'm keeping mine, okay? Mm-hmm. He gave you his, but I'm keeping mine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Put it beside that Zoo TV DVD I gave you. <laughs> well, let me tell you this. So uh, we're we're on uh, I-540 driving back last night, John Dawson, and we're and I may I, I knew it was a mistake when it was coming out of my mouth, Jonathan Massey, and tell me I didn't even say I shouldn't be saying this, but I said. This weekend was perfect. What did you leave at the airport? Let me finish. I'm like, this weekend is perfect. We have, I mean, nothing really bad happened. There were a couple moments where I hated him, and we'll, maybe if we got a second or two, we'll get into that. You're but for the for the most part, I mean, dude, our rooms were. Dude, we stayed at the Venetian, which that go, we stayed two nights at the Venetian, one night at the Waldorf Astoria. Dude, the Waldorf Astoria. I, I've never stayed in a hotel room that nice, dude. I haven't. Have you? <laughs> dude, I mean, I, it just extremely, extremely nice. Uh, I mean, dude, the food, he took me out to dinner, uh, dude, Saturday night, man. I ate a $90 steak, and it, dude, it was as thick as, I mean, I, what, this is not an exact one. Two-inch thick It was steak. a two-inch thick Seems New, York, Brian. New York strip steak. 16-ounce. 
He had a $33 shrimp cocktail. Had a $33 shrimp. Dude, I'll have to show you pictures of that. We don't have time right now, but no. The shrimp, they were jumbo shrimp. They were this long. Okay, that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but they well, were still. No, they, no, no, no. Okay, it looked like you were doing this from oh, over no, no, here. Oh, no, 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 Dude, they were at least nine inches long, the jumbo shrimp were, and I had five of them. I think that was a dolphin, Brian. <laughs> it might have been a dolphin. <laughs> the greatest meal I've ever had. Shout out Smith and Walensky. Smith and Walensky. Uh, it was a great, great meal. Uh, I mean, dude, I made money. I, how about this? How many people, John Dawson, who did as much sports betting as Jonathan? Uh, Jonathan did a lot more than I did, but uh, do do as much sports betting. How many people do you know that go and do a lot of sports betting and then stay in the casino for several hours? And I came back with more money than I left with. Who did you rob? <laughs> Jonathan. <laughs> Pretty, I was robbed. Blind. <laughs> yeah, he was. But just a blast. Just had an absolute blast. But we're, we're on I-540. Let me say it. So we're on I-540, and I go, Jonathan, this weekend just couldn't have gone any better. I cannot imagine. I mean, nothing went wrong. Why would you leave at the airport? That. That bag with the owls. The most important stuff. <laughs> Dude, More I was less. paying for my parking, and I laid that I laid that bag, that little, what would you call it, a cloth bag, yeah. beside the thing. We're 10 minutes away from the airport. We're on I-540, five exits away already. Mm -hmm. And then just it, we're calling Linda to let her know that, we're calling Linda to let her know that, hey, uh, we're on our way home, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then it hit me as I, and I don't even know why it hit me. And I was like... The albums, and I'm like, Jonathan, did you pick him up? Jonathan's like, No, I didn't. I didn't get him. And Jonathan goes, Oh my God, you left him at the the ticket. Well, see, if you? I had been there, I would have been more concerned with the albums <laughs> than you two, so that wouldn't have been a problem. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> well played. Yeah. But anyway, but, uh, but anyway, we uh, so, dude, I do a U-turn. We go up to top of the exit, go back. We could drive straight back to the airport at high rates of speed. Would you not agree? Yeah, a, a concerning amount of speed, honestly. Yeah, you would. Yeah, I hit a hundred a couple of times dude yeah, okay that's i was glad i couldn't see the speedometer because i knew what we were doing yeah uh, I, I bounced between 90 and 100 the whole way back but dude he runs out he gets out of the car runs goes down because you had to go downstairs to the parking thing and they were there thank so you. thank him oh i'd already decided though if they i was going to buy you another one online no. so in short i'm the hero of the story he is no he was the human gps the whole time mm -hmm. he was incredibly awesome i'm not joking uh, this trip was awesome because of jonathan we had a great time uh best meal i've ever had stayed in the best hotel i've ever stayed in went to vegas came back with more money than i left with how many how many i mean we had a blast did we not that have was a, incredible nice people dude we were sitting next to a south african uh lady and her daughter and she was super nice her daughter not so nice. not thrilled to be there yeah so anyway Mm. Uh, had a great time, and uh, last thoughts from Dude, you, Jonathan? Just thank you. Thank you for taking me on this trip. Oh it God. was awesome. Well, thank you for the incredible meal and for being the GPS and almost killing me Sunday morning. That's the story for we'll another We'll talk day. about that tomorrow. Yeah, well, or uh, some other time for sure. Okay. Uh, hey, what do you guys say we play the birthday game? Do it.
Today is Wednesday, October the 18th in the year of the Lord 2023. That's right. All you got the you got the terrific trio back. You've got the uh, terrible threesome. You've got the help me here. I need another alliterative thing here, John. The, the ter trio of terror. There you go. We, did you miss us? I missed us. You know, it, you know, Friday was fine. I'm sure for all the folks listening, but yeah. but now you have the real thing. Even better than the real thing. I would have to agree with that. Child. There you go. Uh, what'd you do over the weekend? You know where Jonathan and I were, John Dawson. I was at Western Union sending you guys bail money. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It wasn't our fault. We did not do it. Do you allegedly. know how hard it is to find a Western Union these days? Yeah, it is. It's hard to find a Western Union. Good for you, though, John, because you're a... A man about town, if you know where one is. You definitely are, dude. But uh, did, did you did you miss Jonathan and I? Yes. <laughs> What'd you do over the weekend? Seriously, I mean, we're, we're you know everybody knows what we were doing. We'll talk about that more later on this week. I did some interviews for that Electric Forgiveness album that me and uh, some people put out. It's actually on cassette and CD and digital and streaming and cylinder and eight track and everything. Else. Mm -hmm. And vinyl. Might be vinyl next year. The Third of Never album coming out next year will be on vinyl. I want a copy of that. May I have a copy without having to pay for it? <laughs> <laughs> wow, you both laughed at that one. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. We'll give him one of the practice ones. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, that, well, like I said, uh, we'll talk more in depth about. Uh, You'll talk weekend. about more about you two when you're actually back in town. Yeah, from yeah. you two. Yeah, since this you is go. before you even gone to the concert. Wait, what? <laughs> you heard me. What is he saying? We're John? not doing the time travel. We agreed on that. <laughs> we did I'm agree on to that. It. Okay. Well, we'll talk about it on Friday's show. How about that? Yeah, by then, you know. you'll have actually been back. You know, there are honest-to-God people who have no idea. They think we do this live every morning. Well, if somebody wouldn't bring it up, they would <laughs> never know. Yeah, that's true. You're the one. It's I hard to the predict one. the future and the past at the same time. It really is. It's You're right. In a simple uh, rhyme, anyway. There you go. Well, uh, Jonathan Massey, you won... Uh, Last time. Uh, the last yeah. time. Last Thursday, Thursday October yeah. the 12th. Today is Wednesday, October the 18th. It's six days later. Time. I was told there would be no math, bro. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so why don't you tell us about Goeco Office Automation? Well, Goeco Office Automation is a fine company. Uh, Jack Pasolig, he's he's here to help bail your business out of any, any hardships that you may find yourself in because of a lack of office innovation equipment. Much like John Dawson was there to bail me and Brian out of a couple pickles mm. while we were in Vegas. Oh, they were pickles. Mm. The baby kind, but go ahead. <laughs> Little gherkins. gherkins. Yeah. I love gherkins, man. But, um, you need, I feel stop like. Stop it. I, well, I got to tell da. you. I feel. I feel like a giant when I eat a gherkin. You better feel like a dead giant. Because I eat a pickle all in one bite, and I'm like, I ate this pickle all at one time. Uh, in fairness, I've seen you do the same thing with one of those jumbo deals. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, baby. Enjoy your commercial, Jacques. <laughs> but Jacques Passelake, he's here to help. He wants the community and the businesses in the greater Kinston and Lenoir County area to flourish. Shout out to Junia Smith. And uh, if you want to get in on that action, you need to give Jock a call. How would you do that, John Dawson? I would use a telephone. Oh, okay. Yeah, you pick up ye old telephone and dial 
252-286-283-5354. Or you can visit his website at goeconc.com or whatisgoeco.com for more information. About I you, Brian. like that idea. Thank you, Jonathan Massey. You're welcome. Uh, I guess we're just... <laughs> We're just jumping right into the birthday game here, I guess, huh? For a change. Kerplunk. Yeah. There you go. He was John Dawson's favorite actor in the High School Musical Trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> but John has continued to love him in his later roles in Dirty Grandpa, Baywatch, and Neighbors. It's the impossibly good-looking. Zach Efron. Is Zach Efron not? Zach, listen. I have. I've never seen one thing that he's in. If you showed about me a picture of him and two other actors, I could not you tell you. Which actually, one. might have because did you see the the uh, Ted Bundy movie? No. They really okay. Well, he was actually he was Ted Bundy in a movie and <laughs> did a, a pretty good job. Linda wouldn't let me watch it. I want to watch it. She wouldn't let me watch it. It's going to be one of those things I'm going to have to watch by myself if I'm going to. Nothing do. more sad than a grown man afraid of a woman. I ain't afraid of her. We didn't get watched a movie. Oh, here she comes. <laughs> yeah, there. we'll go watch it. Hey, baby. <laughs> there you go. Oh, uh, uh, I do want to see it because you. I remember you saying about. Right, come over to my it. house and I'll let you watch. It. <laughs> Thanks, John. You're the best. Can I have a hug? Absolutely not, Brian. Okay, uh, Zach Efron, who, listen, I have a 54-year unblemished record of flaming yeah. heterosexuality. Okay? And every time you say that, it puts a little bit of a blemish <laughs> on it. <laughs> puts a little rouge on there. <laughs> but I gotta admit, no, you don't. Zach we Efron, prefer you didn't. Zach Efron is a good-looking man, dude. When he pulls his shirt off, you see that six-pack. And uh, those muscles, I mean, dude, he's a good-looking man, John Dawson. Right, that's more than a blemish, I got to tell you, man. Uh, <laughs> Zach Efron over there, Jonathan Massey. How old is he today? 32. You say 32. What do you say? You have no idea, do you? No, I don't. Okay. Let me show you a picture of him without a shirt on. I do not. <laughs> okay. As, as you may recall, he finds men repugnant. He does. Now, I he doesn't mind if I don't other mind people. If, I don't mind if you don't, Yeah, but I do. Uh, man, you know what? I respect your right to find to. Honesty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, he said 32. You say. 33. <laughs> you are closer. He was born October 18, 1987. Dude, he's 36 now. Wow. Well, Janet, Car who's the guy, who was in Magic Mike? No, that's. Uh, Oh, uh, Channing, Channing Tatum. Yeah, Channing That's Tatum. Janet Sutton's uh, buddy. She loves some Channing yeah. Tatum. Uh, he's a good-looking dude, too, man. I mean, I can... I can. We're going to have to get him a new shovel because he keeps digging and Dude, digging. what? I believe I am a... Not a renaissance man. That's what I call Mike Martin. I'm, a, Brian, I'm an enlightened man. I'm trying to help you. <laughs> dude, I... Listen, I ain't trying to find a woman. I got me a woman. I'm not trying to impress For anybody. <laughs> yeah, I hate until she hears this, right? Yeah, and just you, this. Yeah. <laughs> Did watch, I tell you about the towel? Man can't watch movies he wants to in his own house. Did I tell you about the towel? Yeah, something about icy hot or something. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> there you go. I think it was 401 cleaner, actually. Anyway, uh, you ready, John Dawson? It's your turn. Big boy. I don't like the way you said it. And cut. <laughs> He's a Belgian martial artist and one of the best to ever grace a silver screen. It's Jacques Passeleg Van Damme. <laughs> <laughs> You're halfway there. Jean-Claude Jean Van Passeleg. Yeah. Ah, Jean-Claude Van Passeleg. I like it. No. <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme, who evidently was really hard to work with. Uh, I've listened to a couple of things about 
Uh, he really considered Being somebody himself. who kicks people in the face for a living has got a little attitude. Get out of here. Yeah, that and he just thought he was uh, the star of all stars. He didn't con wouldn't consider anybody else. And uh, apparently Stallone and uh, Schwarzenegger didn't care for him too much. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, and, and, those guys, and those two guys, if somebody was going to have that attitude, had much more right to it than Van Damme. But apparently agree. Arnold and Sylvester are decent folks. It, it seems like they are. Evidently, Jean-Claude Van Damme, not exactly, but still mm. another good guy. He takes his shirt off of him. He's a good-looking guy, John Dawson. <laughs> Yuck. John Dawson Van Damme. Uh, how old is he today? Sixty-five. You say sixty-five. What about you over there, Mizzle? Sixty-six. He was born October eighteenth, nineteen sixty. He is only sixty-three today. Uh, the reason I say that is because Stallone, Schwarzenegger—they're all in their seventies. Well, he was the—he uh, was the run of the group, I guess. Only sixty-three. Who got uh, Zach Efron? Oh, you got Zach Efron because you like him so much. I forgot. <laughs> so uh, you lead two to nothing, John Dawson. I, mean, I think I did that in the wrong order there. Uh, yeah, we did because you went first on that one. Well, no, yeah, no, it was That's right. right. You're right. Don't okay. doubt yourself, Brian. You're great. I know. I'm just going to go slam my head in a door. I'll be right back. <laughs> That's what it feels like I've done, okay? Maybe you can find the skin of our knuckles out there, too. Yeah. Good God Almighty. Here we go. He's one of the most important players and coaches in NFL history. He was the first real tight end. And uh, for the Chicago Bears and really in the league that really was important, it's Ditka. Okay, I knew you get it. You're a sports fan and a bona, uh, bona fide. Yeah, bona fide uh, sports fan. My boy over here, John Dawson, getting well, it. You I'm said a player and coach, and then you said Chicago. Yeah. So I was just guessing Ditka. Yeah. yeah. The Bears. Uh, he was a very important tight end for the uh, Chicago Bears. Also, if I'm not mistaken, uh, one of our f our show favorite Chicago Bears recently passed away, did he not? Dick Butkus. Yeah, you heard that, right? He died. No, yeah. he, no, this no. Is, seriously, within yeah. the last week or a two. A week ago Sunday. Yeah, he yeah. passed away. Uh, or no, 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 no. It was the night that the Washington Commanders played the Chicago Bears, so it'll be two weeks ago tomorrow. But, yeah, uh, yeah Dick Butkus. Passed away. Uh, passed away. Now, you talk about one of the great linebackers of all time. Uh, Dick Butkus was definitely... Uh, very, very important. Uh, one of the first halls of fame, Hall of Famers. The world is going to miss Dick yeah. Butkus. Uh, just weird timing. The Bears had a great game that night. Though. They did. They won forty to twenty that night. Yeah, so. Justin Fields and DJ Moore had a day for oh, old Jonathan. Dude, oh, you. Oh, that's right. That's why you almost. Or did you set the record? Uh, I have to check on that, Brian. Yeah, you will have to check on that. But uh, again, rest in peace, Dick. Butkus of the Chicago Bears, but that's not who we're talking about. That's Mike. Jonathan Massey, Dicka. we're talking about Mike Dicka. How old is he today there, Jonathan Massey? 80. 80. <laughs> 80. He says 80. What do you say over there, Dizzle? The Bears. The Bears. Appeared on the last episode of Cheers. Did, uh, uh, Mike Dicka did? Yes, he did. He was also that. in Kicking and Screaming with Will Ferrell. Which was an awful movie. Yeah, it was terrible, it but was. he was still there. He was there, but man, that's... And I love Will Ferrell. If you put Will Ferrell in a movie, I'll watch it. That one was Still, awful. a great line that Will Ferrell said to Mike Ditka in that movie. You're my assistant. That makes you the juice box man. Go get me a juice box. <laughs> 81. You said? 80. Uh, he was born... 
October 18th, 1939. Ooh. So he's 84 today. So congratulations, John Dawson. Oh my God, guess what that means? Crank it up over there. We're back for the first time in a week and we've got a perfect game brewing here for John Dawson. Oh, boy, it's broke. <laughs> it does look broke. Okay, here's the next one. Uh, and I, you know what? I'm glad we've got a little time to talk about this. He allegedly assassinated John F. Kennedy all by himself on a fateful November day back in 1963. It's Lee Harvey Oswald. Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> and this That's is a funnier, dead person. though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's a dead person. Mm -hmm. uh, he all he died also in 1963. So how? Uh, yeah. After he was shot by Jack Ruby. Yeah. Just to just so Jackie wouldn't have to go through a trial. That was his reason. Well, let me ask you this: Do you think? I mean, we've talked about this before. We had a Tony Sears on here before. We did a whole hour dedicated. I to think the closest to the truth is in the movie The Irishman. I think the Bay of Pigs had more to do with it than anything else. Okay. So you don't think there was a lot of truth in JFK, the movie? No, I don't. <laughs> Matter of fact, I'm glad you brought that up. My father, Mr. Forrest, as you like to say, uh, he was he had a chance to meet a guy who was a an attorney down in Texas at the time of the, the prosecutor who uh, Costner played him in the movie. Uh, I'll look it up. Keep going. But they said in real life that guy was considered a joke and a lunatic. The district attorney? The district attorney. And... Um, was crazy so just so you know garrison yeah they said garrison was a total loon and a nut job before jim even, garrison i hate to hear before that the, even before the but you don't stuff. think well see did you watch jfk right. I saw you don't think the media tried to make him out that way and the government tried to make him out as i'm a telling loon you a guy a that worked with him before kennedy was assassinated said everyone down there in the court system if you brought up his name, they would start laughing and say he was a loon. Oh wow! This okay. is before all that happened. Well, huh. but to answer your question, no, I don't think I don't put anything past the government or anybody. But in this case, that guy was uh, referred to as a nut job before this happened. Okay. Well, we're talking about Lee Harvey Oswald, though. Uh, how old would Lee, and this is uh, how old would Lee Harvey Oswald be if he were alive today? And you're going for the perfect game here, John Dawson. I have no clue. Um, Eighty-eight. You say eighty-eight. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? Sixty-three. I thought that was your guess. I was like, dude, you, you're way off. The best book. Sixty-three written, was sixty years ago. The best book written about that was written by, written by Richard Belzer. He wrote a book called UFO. Richard Belzer. He wrote a book called UFOs, JFK, and Elvis. He's a big conspiracy theory guy, but he's it's not in a jokey way. Eighty-nine. What'd you say? Eighty-eight. He was born on the exact same day, year, month. Everything is Mike Dicka. October the 18th, 1939. He, too, would be 84 if he were still alive today. So uh, He was really young, man. Dude, he was 24. He was a patsy. He was a patsy. That's what he said. But you know what this means? Go ahead. Get it cranked over there, Jonathan Massey. He's got a perfect game still going. John Dawson going into this last one. <laughs> And you better, you can't say anything because you will, you're going to like, it's a musical hint. This uh, artist, uh, he was born Charles Edward Anderson Berry, but we know him as one of the most important founders of rock and roll. It's Chuck Berry. Indeed. Let's see. That's kind of ground zero there. Yeah. 
You're playing bass again. You play guitar with a pick. There you go. Now do the duck walk while you're doing it. Okay, that's a duck giving birth, but whatever. <laughs> you have said this before, but I don't mind getting you to say it again. How important is Chuck Berry to the birth of rock and roll, of real rock and roll? As far as the bridge from blues to where you get to rock and roll, he would, him and Little Richard, Chuck Berry, maybe Jerry Lee Lewis, that's, that's the four pillars. There you go. Chuck Berry, this is Johnny B. Good. I mean, the Rolling Stones first four albums pulled from this song. So that's how influential the guy was. Well, he died in 2017. So he's been dead six years, Jonathan Massey. You got to stop this perfect game here. How old would Chuck Berry be if he were still alive today? I think I know, but I got away. 85. You say 85, John Dawson? I was going to say 86. Because he put an album out named eight that was called 80 the year he died, so I'm assuming he would have been 86. He was born October the 18th, 1926. He would be 97 today. But it doesn't matter, John mm. Dawson. Good Lord, 97? Congratulations, John Dawson. Perfect game. Air high five. Woo! You're getting a slow clap from uh, either I got a wire cross. They had some bad math at the record company. I could have swore they called that album 80 for some reason. We got to find when the last perfect game you had was. Maybe Dawson. that was 80. May years 19th. Maybe. May right, 19th. Probably. Today is October 18th. So June, July, August, September. It's been five months since you had a perfect game. But guess what, John Dawson? You pulled it off. How many perfect games do you think this is for you now? Uh, six. Uh, no, hold I on. I figured you would play Say La Vie by Chuck Berry. Ten perfect games. You've now hit dirt double digits in perfect games. Your tenth perfect game. Congratulations over there, John Dawson. That was in Pulp Fiction. I'm over here doing math. I don't even know what you're saying right now. I figured you would play Say La Vie by Chuck Berry because that was in Pulp Fiction. Oh. Oh. I just thought this would be good. No, I was just okay. I was listen. bantering. Uh, one, uh, it's not a local birthday. It's a birthday that means to me. Uh, Jerry Whittington, a guy that I went to high school with. It's ironic that I went to a high school with uh, with people named Whittington when I ended up getting to know so many Whittington. You could have stopped. You said it was North ironic Carolina. that you went to high school. <laughs> That was well played. I've got to give you that one. But uh, a funny story about Jerry Whittington. Uh, we were the same grade, uh, class of 1987 at uh, North Wilkes High School. Uh, as a sophomore, I ran for treasurer of the student council, of the entire student council, and won. Wow. Yeah, little, you know, little Brian Hanks won treasurer. Then little Brian got a big head his uh, junior year. He's like, you know what? I'm going to run for president of the student council. No moderation even then, huh? Uh, no, none none even then. Uh, my good friend, one of my dear friends, Bobby Billings, ran. And uh, Jerry Whittington ran. So it was me, Bobby Billings, and Jerry Whittington. I want you all to guess who finished third in that race. You? Yeah, it was me. I finished third, and I mean by a lot. I mean, I, I was like I said, I was all cocky. I was like, oh, I'm going to be president of the student council. My friend Bobby even told me not to run. Bobby was the coolest. See, if I'd school. been there, I'd have said, look, you're treasurer. You've got a great audience. Just just stay being treasurer and don't be so greedy. Yeah. That's well, what I would have told I you. I didn't. I wasn't. And, yeah. But Jerry finished second. Bobby finished first. Jerry finished second. And, and Lee I Harvey finished. Oswald killed which one of them. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's funny. I don't know why that's funny, but that's funny to me. But uh, yeah, and I should have listened to my friend Bobby Billings. But uh, yeah, the re- I just uh, I finished third to Bobby and Jerry. Mm. That sounds like a that sounds like a '60s rock group, doesn't it? Bobby, Bobby and, Jerry. and Jerry were in the Grateful Dead. They were, weren't they? Bob Weir and Jerry Garcia. Yeah, I like it. But uh, happy birthday, Jerry. One of the good guys and uh, just one of the most humble guys I know, even when we were in high school. Just a very humble guy. Good dude. Happy birthday, Jerry. Happy birthday to Chuck Berry. Say la vie, say the old folks. It goes to show you never can tell, Brian. You never can tell. To, John, to Lee Harvey Oswald. Pew. Good job. <laughs> 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 That was Jonathan Massey, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Did you know? And I, oh, I, I God, to, please don't dig deeper. You no, talk about me digging deeper. No, I have to check check the math on this, but Abraham Lincoln and John F. Kennedy were both killed. I think Lee Harvey Oswald and John Wilkes Booth had the same number of letters in their name. And I think Secretary's was, name was the same. Yeah. Yeah. The opposite. Yeah. You know, opposite way. The men that replaced them uh, as president were both named Johnson. And alcohol. Bell, uh, Belzer's book answer. is full. It's like ten chapters of stuff like that. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, well, have a great day. We will see you tomorrow on the birthday game presented by Goeco Office Automation. And again, want to thank Jacques Passleg and Goeco Office Automation for sponsoring the birthday game every day here on the show. Man. I knew it was going to go quick, and it did. Our first day back in a week. Thank you so much for joining us, man. Thank you for all the messages, man. I had a ton of people. I was reading through them while I was listening to uh, the birthday game there. I really appreciate everybody that uh, took time to welcome us back, man. It's just uh, I I love doing this show, man. I absolutely do. Look again, thank you to Mike Martin for joining me in the first hour. Shelly Barnes here in the second hour tomorrow's show. It's going to be jam-packed. I'm telling you, we're going to have uh, Nancy Barbie, Richard Clark in the first hour, uh, Jason Bryant, Allie Warnock, and someone else from Bradfest in our second hour. It's just going to be a, another fun, jam-packed show. Have a great, great, great uh, hump day. We'll see you tomorrow on the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College. Mm-hmm.